but also that their pain and suffering that they went through was also for a purpose and that we can use their testimonies, that we can tell their stories, that we will never forget and that we're going to act now, that we are going to be the future Esthers of the world and use our voice and our influence for such a time as this. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson, and today's a very special day here on the Charisma Podcast Network. But first, I want to tell you about a new product that we have here at Charisma Media. It's a new app to serve you even better. If you like reading Charisma Magazine in print, maybe you would also like to listen to it. You can now do that through charismamediaaudio.com. Be sure to check it out because there's a 10-day free trial you can participate in right now and see how you like it. Just go to charismamediaaudio.com. And we thank you. Today on Charisma Connection, we're starting a series on a very important topic, remembering the Holocaust. January 27th is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and we'll focus on that later in our series. But today, we're speaking with Pastor Leah Miles and Dr. Jenny Firmer. So who are these wonderful people that we have here today? Well, they're both based in South Florida in Palm Beach County, and Pastor Leah is an ordained minister and co-founder with Peggy Kennedy of the Esther 414 Foundation, and one of their programs is Christian Women for Israel. They now have over 52,000 women who support their ministry and identify as modern-day Esthers. Now, she's also active as a volunteer with the Meals on Wheels program through Morse Foundation, and she serves those in need, including some Holocaust survivors. So we welcome you, Pastor Leah. Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you today, Chris, and to all those that are listening in today on the Charisma Connection. So thank you for hosting me. And Jenny, we look forward to having a great conversation today. Yes, and we do have Dr. Jenny Firmer, who is uh, Director of the Holocaust Survivor Assistance Now Initiative. In fact, she has lots of roles and somehow keeps all these balls in the air. <laughs> She's president of Jenny Firmer and Associates. In that role, she consults in organizational management. And she's also director of strategic initiatives for next generations of Holocaust survivors. So we welcome you, Jenny. Thank you so much. It's just a pleasure to be here. And it's our pleasure to have you. Now, I want our listeners to know that I only touched on some of your qualifications, and you uh, bring yourselves to this very important subject and interview today. So let's start with you, Pastor Leah. Um, What is it that drove you to get involved with Holocaust survivors? Oh, my goodness, that's a fantastic question. I'm not quite sure I can even date that with the exception of I was probably a preteen and had a, had a sincere interest in what was happening during World War II and what had happened to the Jewish people. And I think, again, being a Christian and growing up as a believer, we are mandated through the Bible. Uh, it says it in Genesis 12:3 that 
I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So that's a scripture that's been very near and dear to my heart since I was a child. And also we read in Psalm 71, 9, where it says, Do not cast me off in the time of old age, and do not forsake me when my strength fails. And again, it's our duty and our responsibility to take care of the elderly. And my goodness, knowing how these precious people were just persecuted and and went through such great suffering all because they were a Jew. And that's something that is very near and dear to our hearts because we have a army of modern-day Esthers who are committed, just like Esther was back in those biblical times, to use their voice and use their influence to stand against hate and anti-Semitism. And we could not be, I guess, a privilege, more privileged to serve and join forces with our friends in the Jewish community here with Morse Life Foundation to help with these 5,000 Holocaust survivors that are in need of help locally. So thank you for asking, and again, we're just so thrilled that we can come together as an organization to help these remaining Holocaust survivors that are living right here in Southeast Florida. Yes, that was very interesting to know there are so many Holocaust survivors in that area. Now, uh, Jenny, what was it that influenced you to get involved with Holocaust survivors? Well, I grew up around Holocaust survivors. My father was 18 months old when he left Lithuania with his family. I grew up in South Africa, although I was born in Zimbabwe. Hmm. And um, just being around Holocaust survivors, being at a Jewish day school, um, the opportunity when I came to Southeast Florida was as the former CEO of Alpha Jewish Family and Children's Service. And we're talking 75 years now since the war, but around 30 years ago, I heard of a story when we were helping Holocaust survivor, and um, his aid came from uh, the Caribbean, and um, it was a story that just really struck me. He explained that this wonderful 23-year-old aide uh, who was providing him with personal care following post-surgery asked him why he had written a number on his forearm. Mm. And it sounded like she was chastising him for having written the number on his forearm. Mm. And when he explained this to us, um, somewhat taken aback, and he said, I was really a loss of words. I, what, what could I say? And clearly he was a survivor of Auschwitz and actually a couple of other camps as well, death camps, and had survived the Holocaust. We knew we had to step in and take action. And so we started a training program to honor the lives of Holocaust survivors and have since trained um, while I was at the agency and now working with Morse Life, have been working to really make a difference in the lives of Holocaust survivors and their families. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, um, when you when you mentioned the number on their arm, this is not just a tattoo, and people don't know what that is. Uh, and I, I feel that a lot of younger people in particular need to be educated as to what the Holocaust even, even was, don't you? I absolutely agree. And um, there are many people who do not understand that it was really a systematic mass murder, a genocide 
of people whose only crime it was was to have been born Jewish. Hmm. Well, that's that's horrible. And nowadays we see anti-Semitism on the rise again, even here in America, don't we? We certainly do. And um, why I am immersed, as you said when you introduced me, in all kinds of organizations, um, what I'm most proud about right now is that Morse Life has really spearheaded this NOW initiative and is collaborating with other agencies and other organizations in the community to make sure that no organization go, that no Holocaust survivor through all these organizations go without. And through spearheading, we're hoping to educate the, the, you know, the public. We need to create that awareness. We need to create the knowledge and we also need to develop the empathy for these individuals who have experienced mass trauma and are still within their own families experiencing the multi-generational exposure to trauma. Mm-hmm. Well, you had mentioned, or one of you had mentioned, that there were so many Holocaust survivors in South Florida. What do you think uh, drew them to that area? I, I love this question, and I'm just jumping in. So, so Pastor Leah, you're going to have to stop me because I'm so passionate about this work, is um, we are actually the destination for many people who wish to retire in Florida. And so for the last 40 years, Holocaust survivors who have been retiring have been relocating to Florida. And we are the second largest population of Holocaust survivors in the country next to the New York metropolitan area. Is that right? Hmm. Well, what kind of needs? Being a, being a Floridian, how could how could someone not want to live here in the Sunshine <laughs> State? It's beautiful, beautiful climate. We have great arts and cultures, of course. Uh, um, who wouldn't want to live here in paradise? <laughs> well, you're so right, Pastor Leah. I've spent 20 years here, and it's been pretty nice. <laughs> yes. Now, what kind of needs do you see among Holocaust survivors who are certainly aging? The uh, median age, we believe, of a Holocaust survivor right now, survivors, is 90, meaning that 50% of survivors are not yet 90. And their needs vary. But generally speaking, they have needs that really will support and buttress them being able to live in their own homes with the kind of care, services, and dignity that they so deserve. And so the other is very exciting thing about Moore's life is that while there are Holocaust survivors currently in our community who are receiving services, and I do have to say that the Claims Conference, uh, which is based in New York, who has spent the last 40, 45, 50 years negotiating primarily with Germany, but other Eastern European countries as well, has made available dollars that have supported the lives of Holocaust survivors for the last 25 or 30 years. However, those dollars are not enough because the numbers of survivors in our community are so great. And as they age, they need additional and expanded services. So the first services that come to mind are things like home care, personal care, ability for transportation, 
we live in a community in Southeast Florida that transportation does not come easily, unlike, for example, the northern communities of the northern states. And so they also need Meals on Wheels, which Pastor Leo has been involved with. Occasionally, they need assistance to modify their homes if they need to use assistive devices. Um, we know that because of the Holocaust, so many of them went through periods where they were malnourished for years. And so as they age, they have additional gastro kinds of problems, skeletal problems, muscular problems, injuries that they never receive medical attention for as they age become more pronounced and greater pain. Um, the list goes on and on and on, Chris. Yes, it seems there are many, many needs and significant ones. Tell us about the NOW campaign that serves these survivors. Well, part of what Morse, had, Morse Life has spearheaded is this initiative to help additional survivors, those that may still be living in the shadows, sort of under the radar, as well as those who are maybe currently receiving very much needed services paid for by the Claims Conference, but they need additional and expanded services. And so they have launched this campaign, and I'm so thrilled to be a part of it, where they are looking to raise dollars for Holocaust survivors over the next five years, 10 years, because remember, the median age is only 90, 50% are not yet 90. And we know as people age, they may need additional services. But here's the crux that is so important, is all of these services need to be provided within a person-centered, trauma-informed approach. And so this let's, is Let's where get that again, a person-centered, trauma-informed approach. Approach. And so when one provides services to individuals who have experienced trauma, and it's not just an event, the frequency, duration, and intensity of trauma will impact that individual into their life. And so all these services that are being offered, and Morse Life talks about having there are 29 or 30 different portals of service, kinds of services that they can offer to Holocaust survivors, that these services be provided from a trauma-informed perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, it's certainly been thought, thought out in the ways that um, these Holocaust survivors need very specifically. So... How, I, I mean, who all is working with you? Uh, do we have, you know, Jews, Christians, uh, people of all faiths? Um, please fill me in on that. I would, well, we're so, oh, I'm so sorry, Jenny. No, I was going to say I defer to, Le- to Pastor Leah. Well, thank you, and we're so glad that you asked, Chris. So uh, we are very excited, Christian Women for Israel. Uh, it, it is a program of the Esther 414 Foundation, and when Morris Life approached us and asked if we could rally up our Esthers to help these existing Holocaust survivors, we could not say no. And there is so many different opportunities that Christians, not only here locally in Florida, but around the United States and around the world can help these Holocaust survivors. And we have several different ways. As Jenny was talking in her big fancy terms there, these are, are 
are people that really have special needs. And if you live locally and you want to get involved and become a volunteer and deliver Meals on Wheels or to help out with the food pantry, perhaps make a personal visit, which they would love to have that interaction with someone else. Many of them are very lonely. They've lost their, their loved ones. And Jenny and her team actually provides a special training for those that want to come in and specifically work with the Holocaust survivors. So we're very fortunate that we have that local opportunity. We also, through our website, which is www.theester414foundation.org, or you can go and visit us at christianwomenforisrael.org, you have the opportunity to fill out a blessing card where you can send a message of love and strength and encouragement uh, to a Holocaust survivor that that costs absolutely nothing and just takes of your time to send out a word of an encouragement to a Holocaust survivor, letting them know that their Christian friend is loving on them and praying for them. And we all know how powerful prayer is. So that's also another way that you can pray for these Holocaust survivors. And then, as Jenny mentioned, there certainly is that financial component And we are encouraging all of our Esthers and all of the Christians around the world to join with us and make a contribution to help make a difference for these Holocaust survivors to live out their final days in honor and dignity. And we certainly hope that you will join us. So some very practical ways and some simple ways that people can participate. Now, I see that Morse Life considers this to be a sacred obligation to help the Holocaust survivors. You might consider that both a privilege and a burden, but a good burden. Uh, What do you think about it being a sacred obligation? I'm not sure if that's a question for Jenny or if it's a question for for me, Um, but, you know, I believe and I've heard through so many of my Jewish friends, especially those leaders there at Morse Life, that they believe that it is their obligation, that it is a sacred obligation, that they are to take care of their own people, and also for that Christian community. In the past, maybe we weren't able to do something about it, but we are able to do something about it now. And acting and doing and the importance of doing it now is what's so sacred. Let's honor these 5,000 survivors that are living here locally. Let's take care of them. It is our obligation. And we want to be like Esther. We want to use our voice. We want to use our influence to help these people. When perhaps in a, in generations ago that where media was not there and we did not know, now we know and we can do something about it. And it certainly is our sacred obligation and it is a sacred privilege to help these people. And, and I would add, um, Chris, you mentioned earlier about anti-Semitism. We used to talk about the Holocaust and say, never again. We mm-hmm. actually think about that differently now. We say, never forget. Mm-hmm. We cannot desist from trying. That is a basic Jewish tenet um, and value. We, we might not generally be able to change the world, but we cannot desist from trying. We cannot desist as I work with next generations of Holocaust survivors. We cannot stop being in the schools and educating people, teaching them how to be an upstander rather than a bystander, teaching them the language of hate and how not to use it. We, 
must never forget because we we are obligated to take care of individuals. And I say that there's nothing so core to our value as tikkun olam, which translates into repair the world or heal the world. And there's one more thing that is part of Jewish, and I'm not a rabbi, but that I've learned to, and that I've grown up with as a value. And that value is that it's as if you have saved the world, if you help one person. And so this is truly what keeps me focused, keeps me um, wanting so much to make a difference in the lives of Holocaust survivors and their families. And we cannot desist from trying. We are absolutely obligated to make a difference in the lives of survivors. Well, each one of us can just make a difference in the life of one survivor even. Absolutely, and combating that hate for those that are Christ followers and believers there, we know that that first and greatest commandment that that Christ spoke about, um, and he really referenced love in that first commandment, to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then that second commandment was to love your neighbor as yourself And by doing this and by getting involved and acting now, that is exactly what we're doing. We are loving. We're combating that hate with love. And we, again, we want to pray for them. We want to be there. We want to act. We want to fill out those blessing cards. We want to volunteer. We want to contribute of our tithes and our love offerings and certainly make a difference. Because as you said, Chris, it's going to make a difference to that one person. So if every single person acted, the world would be such a better place. And it sure would. Well, we want to give your websites one more time, but also before we close, I'll give both of you a last word. What would you like to share from your heart about this subject? Wow, I think, are we at a loss for words, Jenny? (laughs) Uh, I think if anyone uh, knew both of us, they would know that we're so passionate about this and that we're certainly called to do this. This is part of why God put us here, is to love on each other, uh, to promote that educational aspect that is so important, uh, to not only make a difference for those survivors that are still living, but also that their pain and suffering that they went through was also for a purpose and that we can use their testimonies, that we can tell their stories that we will never forget and that we're going to act now, that we are going to be the future Esthers of the world and use our voice and our influence for such a time as this. And now is the time. And I think that to me has meant so much because this NOW initiative really calls upon all of us to act now. And it is also of great urgency that no Holocaust survivor should go without, that we must maintain their dignity, that we must be able to help them not just today and tomorrow, but we must be able to raise the kinds of funds that we can continue to help them five years from now 10 years from now. Yes, and as a Christian, I've been thinking as we've gone through this interview, I believe Jesus said to remember the poor, and uh, also we are told in the scriptures to 
um, care for the Jewish people, for Israel. So these two things together, as well as the fact that these survivors have gone through the Holocaust, one of the worst times in history, I think it is uh, inherent upon us to help them, certainly. And how can we do that through your uh, websites once again? Well, we would love for those that are listening to um, go to your computer and visit us at www.christianwomenforisrael.org, or you can also visit us at www.theester414foundation.org. We are partnering with Morse Life Foundation and other Jewish organizations, and we're more than happy to answer any questions that you have. I'll follow up on any emails that are sent or personally phone call anyone that would like more specifics. And we certainly welcome the Christian community to join us now for such a time as this. Well, thank you and so Chris, much, both of you. Yeah, And Chris, if I could just give you the Morse Life and the listeners the Morse Life website. Please. It is Morse, Morse Life, M-O-R-S-E, L-I-F-E, dot org. Okay, well, we've given them a little bit of homework to do, but it's, it's simple and you have some great websites there with lots of information to help uh, these survivors with uh, practical means and things that we all can do. So that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Jenny Firmer, for being with us today and Pastor Leah Miles on this really, really important topic as we kick off this uh, series on the Holocaust survivors. We appreciate you so much. Well, thank, thank you, Chris, you. and may God's favor shine upon you and all the listeners today. We look forward to calling back in for the other series. Thank you so much. And we receive it. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit here on Charisma Connection. And one more website to remember, be sure to check out charismamediaaudio.com. Thank you. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.